I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. So, dear listener, it's 10.30 in the morning, and I'm sitting here on the sandstone rocks overlooking the ocean and as I just started this podcast episode this audio running on my little machine here a big dragonfly just came forward and alighted on a a branch nearby and I don't actually see that many dragonflies or large insects so I'm delighted to see it and it's quite dark and quite long and large so it's here as I'm doing this sort of camouflaged into the grayness of the branches and there's probably a reason for that that is its color so you know I'm blessed to be in this beautiful place and sometimes in the morning when it's warm like it is today and the atmosphere is quite thick with warmth and humidity and I'm looking out towards the horizon and there's sort of a haze hovering in the distance over the gray-blue ocean. There are these very light, thin clouds above me. Trees are blowing softly in the breeze. So sometimes when it's warm like this, I'll begin my day in an ocean pool. They're called rock pools, and these rock pools are quite wonderful and historic and famous, and they're located in different areas along the coast. And they're called rock pools. What's happened is that perhaps 100 years ago or 80 years ago, people carved into the rock a place where the water could naturally come in with the high tide and fill this pool-like area that was created. So you're swimming in a pool that is filled with the ocean water, which is just beautiful because on a day like today when the waves are high and it's quite turbulent out in the ocean and I'm not a very strong swimmer, I can go into this rock pool where the ocean comes rolling in and fills the pool with this beautiful water that I can swim safely in. So I was swimming there and I've gotten to know some of the people, some of the folks who also swim there in the mornings, all local people. Nice, I chat with them sometimes. And there's one gentleman who's in his probably late 70s, early late 70s, and I see him sometimes. And he asked how things were going, and I said, you know what, that I'd started this little music school called Miss Jessica's Music School, and told him I'd gotten beautiful students and things were happening that way. And he said, when my children were growing up, I tried to find them a good piano teacher, but it was very, very hard to find someone who wasn't pedantic. And that was the word he used, pedantic. And I said, you know, I understand because I've also taught many adults and many of them have said that they suffered at the hands of teachers way back, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s and maybe even 80s, I don't know, but certainly 40, 50 years ago when a lot of the teachers, for whatever reason, seemed to be quite strict and even punishing. So he said, it's very hard for me to find a teacher who wasn't pedantic for my children. And I thought about it for a moment and I said, you know, it's a very strange phenomenon because music deserves the opposite of what it means to be pedantic. And then I thought for a moment and I added to that, and children do too. 
children deserve the opposite of what it means to be pedantic. So what's happening in this little music school that I have is really inspiring to me because for the first time I have many, many children coming to me to study music and I feel very blessed that this is happening and I'm getting to know the parents and the kids and, you know, they're coming weekly and so on. And what I do is the opposite of what it means to be pedantic because I create this opportunity for these children to make their own music, to find their own inner rhythms, literally and figuratively, for them to improvise, choose music that they already love to hear, to learn to play the music that they already love, and perhaps have always dreamed, whether consciously or unconsciously, to be able to play that music. Imagine being able to play the music that you hear and love by somebody else, some beloved song. So these are the things that happen in my little music school, is that my students are given the opportunity to play and create and learn music in that light, in that context. And I was talking to one of the moms uh, just this week, and we were talking about how wonderful it is for a child to have the opportunity to listen back to their own music, to their own voice, if they're recording their voice. Uh, This little boy that I'm working with he's actually a little writer (laughs) he's a little writer like I'm a writer and he's writing little books and so he is recording his voice reading he's recording himself reading these little books and what I do with these podcasts often and this is this is to let you know dear listener that to make these podcasts and to have your listening ear is something that is really a beautiful, beautiful thing. It inspires me to make these podcasts, and it's almost like I put these things out and then can also listen back to them, because when I listen back to what I've created, and this is my encouragement to anyone also who's listening, and to all of my students, is that when you hear your voice, it's as if you're hearing your soul the deepest part of who you are. It's like a mirror reflecting back to you who you really are. So anything that you create is a reflection of who you are. And that is, in a sense, really the essence of what inspires me to share music with my students and to give them the chance to write, to create music, to play the music they love, to learn how to play, to learn all the details of what it means to begin to master the piano the keyboard and in this little boy's case he's also writing his own books and he was doing that before we met it's a beautiful thing some of my little students are writing their own songs it's really darling so this is what I said to a friend of mine I said you know this is my day job (laughs) my other job is making these podcasts and uh, what better day job if for lack of a better term it's just sort of a euphemism for what one does to make a living I mean how much better could it be than to be able to actually give people kids adults teens anyone the opportunity to hear 
the evidence, to hear the expression, the manifestation, the, the creative expression of who they truly are. And I tell you that I think in this world, now this is kind of just a thought, it's a sort of theory, but I feel that with everything that we're bombarded with these days, with news and with everything that's on social media, whatever, you know, that actually it's a very precious and significant, essential thing to be able to have a pure reflection of who any one of us actually really is at a soul level. So in whatever way that might occur for you, dear listener, whatever way you feel that you are able to you know, whatever outlet there might be allows you to see your unique thumbprint (laughs) because everybody's literally fingerprints are unique. It's the same with a person's music, their art, their writing, their voice, how they express themselves through their voice, through, through any number of creative channels. So for me, when I was talking to this mom, I felt I came away really quite inspired to to make this podcast because we had captured the essence and she wonderfully recognized the value of what this means her little son could listen to his music could listen to his recordings before he goes to bed because that gives him a chance to affirm who he is in the deepest sense of what that really means and what better way to end the day than that So with that, dear listener, thank you so much for being there, and I wish you the very, very best. Talk to you very soon. Warmest wishes. Bye for now. Bye. Hello. My name is William, and today I'm going to read you The Christmas with the Leopards. Chapter 1, The Talent Show. Hello everyone, it's Christmas Eve and the leopards are having a talent show. Olivia is singing. Her song goes like this. Presents for me, Christmas tree for me, all for me. I want a banana for me because it's Christmas Eve. Then she says, thank you. Now it's William's turn. See what he does. William sings. It's Christmas time, love, fun for all of us, fun, love for all of us, let's have fun, you and me, it's Christmas time. Then he says, it's Claudia's turn, Claudia sings, la 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 la, it's Christmas time for us, then Olivia interrupts and says, actually just me. Then Claudia keeps on singing, it's time for fun and presents, thank you. Maya says, finally Rosie's up. Her song goes like this. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Because Maya was the judge, she will tell us who won the talent show. Chapter 2. The winners. Now Maya would like to ask you who wins. Olivia? William? Claudia? Or Rosie?